friends welcome to episode 62 of new indian woman podcast airing first in late march 2022 and i am your host krishna today's episode is all about planning techniques so you may be wondering why am i talking about planning in the month of march so by now the new year resolution made this year is no longer relevant or you never made one because you are fed up of making and breaking resolutions we are not going to talk about resolutions or even goals here you may or may not have goals if you have not made resolutions or goals what is this planning about is it even relevant so in this episode i would like to share what's working for me and how i'm enjoying it before i introduce you to this technique of planning that i'm using and which i'm quite excited about let us explore a bit more why should we plan see actually there are quite a few contradictory messages that we encounter when we talk about planning what is the planning we are talking about planning your life so there may be people who say see it's all about fate whatever has to happen will happen some set of people may say without planning also life goes on so what why should we plan then there is this theory saying why be so boring let us be spontaneous and that is where all the fun is or you may think that why should you plan at this stage in life maybe it was relevant you were when you were a student when you were very young or whatever your life stage is what is the relevance of planning i am 50 plus why plan i am 30 plus why plan so on and so forth the other popular theory about planning is whatever you plan it never happens so why plan but my belief about planning is very different and one thing or the most important thing i have learned in these interviews and interactions with many inspiring people in this podcast is about how and what is common about most of them that they see challenges and the challenges that life throws at them as opportunities and what makes you look at it that way i somehow feel it is about your approach your perspective how you plan how you want to take whatever comes across your way together and proceed in life so somewhere in my mind it is all linked to planning the reality is whether you believe in planning or not we all plan at least most often consider traveling to a place or even day to day stuff like planning the day we don't realize we have to cook when we are hungry right we know we will get hungry and we need to make arrangements for that as babies we all would have cried when we were hungry then when we grew up either people who cared for us made arrangements or we told them we are hungry but once we set up our own houses or started living on our own we realized we had to make these arrangements imagine if every meal you will figure out only after you feel hungry even if you are placing an order on a swiggy or something the point is that you have made arrangements to have that app in your phone balance in your account to have network connectivity to place the order and to eat like this we can discuss so many examples the point is that we all plan what differs is how much in advance we plan 
what you plan for and to what level of details you plan. The conclusion, at least for me, and what I would like to share with all of you, is that by planning what we want to do, when and how is very important. It gives us a lot more options. It allows us to be more intentional with our time. And with that, whether you do things that bring more satisfaction or happiness to you or to others is up to you. Many people interpret planning as something that makes you do more work. I see it differently. It gives me a lot of freedom and allows me a lot of flexibility and satisfaction. Now, what is the planning we are referring to? When I take sessions or interact with people on this topic, and this is a favorite topic of mine, I often hear this response. Yes, I do plan. I create and I have a list of things to do. What we often refer to as a to-do list. Is that what we are referring to? Long-time listeners of this podcast know about my fascination for goal-setting, yearly, quarterly and monthly planning, about crafting your ideal day and even my fascination for planners. In case you miss those episodes, I will share the link for episodes on each of these topics in the show notes. Today, I want to share with you how I go about my day-to-day planning. Not the goal setting, not the yearly, monthly and all that, just the day-to-day planning. I employ the technique explained by David Allen in his book, Getting Things Done. More than 15 years back, I came across a small article written by him and this was in the context of managing emails. I found this article so powerful and I wanted to read more about his techniques. You know, this reading itself or this research continued as a to-do item for a very long time. Finally, after several years, I managed to lay my hands on this book and then it was a different thing altogether. Then I started listening to podcasts and many sessions based on his approach. And it has been life-changing. I have been implementing the GTD philosophy. Please note, I am not saying I have. It is an ongoing process. And it is a philosophy. It is an approach. You adapt it for yourself. Let us delve a little more. Once again, before I get into the details, a small disclaimer. I am not an expert in GTD, nor am I authorized to talk about it. The idea here is to introduce you to this topic. Introduce you to at least how I have understood GTD and how I am implementing in my life. I urge you to start the GTD journey right from reading the book. If that doesn't interest you, you could listen to podcast episodes or watch YouTube videos. I will share some links in the show notes. I am doing this to share the immense benefit that I am experiencing with all of you. And I am sure you, as a new Indian woman, would benefit from it. The underlying principle, as per David Allen, is the fact that the mind is for having ideas, not holding them. Think about it. This is such a simple but wonderful and powerful core message. The mind is for having ideas, not holding them. Most often we use our mind or brain as a memory box and we expect it to remember everything. So this translates to you having a capture tool, a small handy notepad 
or your smartphone that you will use to capture what needs to be done. It may not be just one capture tool. It may be many. For me, I had the handy notepad for quite some time, but now I use a phone for this. At work, my capture tool is a blank page called Capture in OneNote. At work or in my work context, I always have the laptop open. So I use this note screen to capture something like I need to send this document next week. I need to set up a meeting for this. I need to respond to this specific call or I should respond to this mail before end of day and so on. At work, my email inbox and this capture page has all the new stuff that comes in. I don't need to remember anything else. At home, I either put this in OneNote capture page again on my home screen of my mobile. For example, if it is some payment to be made, an idea for a podcast episode, something to buy, doesn't matter. I just note it down in this particular page on my mobile. If I read an article on a magazine or a newspaper and I feel this is a good trigger point for a podcast episode, I take a photo and put it in this page. Apart from this, I have emails coming into my personal email ID and the new Indian woman email ID. And then for any exchanges that happen over WhatsApp, I star those messages. Suppose I have to respond or I need to fetch some additional info and then share with somebody. I star their request. I star those messages. So in my personal context, I have this finite set of capture tools, my multiple email inboxes, my capture screen on my phone, plus my WhatsApp start images. So I essentially don't try to keep track of stuff in my mind. So this is the first step in GTD called capture. Then the next step as per GTD is clarify. What does it mean? Here you go through the items that are in your capture tools and decide what to do with these. It's a very clear set of steps. In fact, there is a flow chart for this. First of all, you examine if it is an actionable. If it's not an actionable, you may just want to archive it or keep it in a someday maybe file or a someday maybe list. What a beautiful name, right? Someday maybe. Like for example, a mail or a document that comes from income tax or a receipt or a warranty card or a recipe. This should go into your archival system. It may be a physical file or a folder or a folder in Google Drive or in your email tool. Your someday maybe list is also a very interesting and powerful one. Very often, we keep a to-do list for all kinds of things we want to do now or in future. So giving yourself permission to have a someday maybe list would take out a large number of items from your action list and move it for some time in future. In my case, an example is, I want to do many more things for my new Indian woman website. But I know for sure that I am not going to do it within the next 2-3 weeks. I have moved all of them to the someday maybe list. You decide and adapt both for your archives and for your someday maybe, how you want to structure it. Now, you are still in Clarify. You're going through the line items in the Clarified, uh, whatever is there in the Capture tool. Suppose the next item in your Capture tool is an action item. What should you do? This is very interesting. If this takes less than two minutes, do it. 
then and there. No point in having lots of such tasks in a list, moving it from today to tomorrow. If it is going to take less than two minutes, just do it then and there. Two minutes is a good cutoff. You may think it is too less a time, but actually not. Try it. Many GTD first-time users go gaga over the two-minute rule. If you are not doing it then, you think it takes much more than two minutes. What are the other options? The other options are the three Ds. Delegate. That is, you don't do it. You are giving it to others in your team, maybe in the work context or at home. And then you move that item to a waiting for list in case you want to keep track of it. The other D is discard it. It's not even relevant. Just discard it. Or defer it. And what is defer it? It's very interesting. So you are still in the clarify stage, taking decision for each item in your capture tool. So in my case, each item in my notes. You know this is an action item. It takes more than two minutes and you have to do it. You may be tempted to start doing it right now. But don't. If it is a project then add this to your projects list. As per GTD, anything that requires more than one action, has a defined outcome and can be completed within a month or two is a project. Actually, they say if it can be completed within a year. For example, investment planning for next year. Definitely it cannot be done within two minutes. But why, when you are going through all the line items in the capture tool, why should you start looking at investment planning? That is a focused activity. So mark it as a project. So maybe you want to buy a new washing machine. You may want to send gifts for a loved one on a birthday. These are all projects. You may have a lot of projects going on at any point of time and that is fine. If it is not a project but a very clear next action, examine if it has to be done on a particular date or time. Then it goes into what David calls the hard landscape, that is your calendar. Depending on work or personal, I use my Outlook or Google Calendar. And this is on my phone homepage as well. So this will be a dentist appointment or taking the kid for vaccination, a specific meeting. You are not going to do it right now, but it is date based or it is a particular time based. So you mark it in the calendar. Now, if it is an action item, which is not date or time based, it goes into what David calls as a next action list. And here is what I like the most about GTD. David Allen suggests we have next action list based on the context of doing the tasks. So my next action list, I have one called errands. That is when I go out and I have to do some things outside the house. Then I have an next action called on phone and even one called no concentration at computer. And this is the list I pull out when I am sitting, watching some very dumb shows or maybe listening to some music. The point is that if these lists are structured based on the context, you can pick one and do one action after the other. You don't have to sort through the list to find out what can I do now. Yes, I have found this very useful. So when I am waiting for someone or for a meeting to start, I quickly knock off a few tasks from the on-phone list. Oh, just inform somebody that this will happen. Or, you know, just make a quick call to wish somebody on their birthday. Things like that. Similarly, the errands list is very useful. We'll come to that a little more in detail. Now, during clarify, 
you take the decision on what to do and then organize the stuff to be done in the relevant list. It doesn't matter which tool you use to organize your various next action lists and your projects. I use the software OneNote for this for my personal work and podcast work. For office, I use this plus an Excel list for the next actions in each project I manage there. You could do this on a plain uh, notebook. So it doesn't matter which tool you use. So whether you want to go digital or whether you want to use a handwritten uh, notebook, pen and paper, it's up to you. Don't focus too much on the tools and that is what David keeps on talking about. Now we come to the next important step which is called engage. What is engage? Engage is when you actually pick an item from your next action list based on the context and proceed with doing it. Bulk of your time should be for this step. Your next action list should be so clearly written. You need to know what should be the outcome. You should have all the inputs to do the action. What does it mean? Let us examine with an example. In a usual to-do list, you may have an item like go to the bank. Whereas, this as a next action item, after your clarify and organize step, will appear in my errands list as go to so-and-so bank to deposit this check, meet the manager, and I will also have that particular person's phone number, meet the manager about the locker facility, and also withdraw cash from the ATM. So which means I have some three items to be done at the bank. This means when I actually do that, I know these are the items I should take to the bank. I know whom I should meet, whether I should call the person and confirm the person is there. And you will not have the situation where you go to the bank, then come home and then realize, oh, I missed the checklist that I had to deposit. I could go on and on with more examples, but I hope you are able to make out the difference in the conventional to-do list versus the GTD-based approach in the context of next actions. Now, let me come to an important component of GTD, which is the review step, the very famous weekly review. Weekly review is when you look at all your lists, update or revise the list, and examine where you are headed. For this, like I mentioned in the episode on checklists some time back, I use a weekly review checklist. From amongst all the steps in GTD, this is the one which gives me the most peace of mind. You decide to do whether on a Monday or a Friday or a Sunday, it's up to you. But the idea is, at least it's called weekly review for a reason, try to review at least once a week. And why do I like it the most? See, all of us know that regardless of whatever extent of planning we do, life happens and sometimes life takes over, absolutely destroying all of our plans, right? Then once we go through that phase, we need to pick up all the loose ends and start all over again. So what's different? Once I started doing GTD, I know there are quite a few items that have accumulated in my capture tools, quite a few items waiting for me in my next actions, and maybe there are even appointments and deadlines that I have missed sitting in my calendar. But then, the difference is, they are all there waiting for me. I don't have to rack my brain for things and try to recollect. I need to do my review and I will be back on track again. It gives me the opportunity to look at all my commitments and sometimes even go back to people and say, see, I had this issue, something happened in my life. I know this is pending with me. 
I am trying to catch up and I will be able to give this by so and so day. I am able to renegotiate on my commitments and in the process, I continue to be dependable, trustworthy or whatever it is I care about. The life event doesn't wreak havoc on my commitments and I have a peace of mind that I can pick up and go forward. In fact, I know exactly what is that I am likely to lag upon when I am going through such a phase. The reduction in stress levels because of this confidence in weekly review is something I cannot explain enough. So to summarize, we went through using one or many capture tools, looking at every item there during the clarify step and identifying if it is an action or not. If it is an action, whether it falls under the four Ds, do, delegate, discard or defer and in the process organizing into someday maybe, waiting for, next actions based on context, calendar and project list. Well, GTD is so much more. There is this whole topic of planning for different horizons to make sure you plan not just for items that land up in your capture tool. It's important to make sure we have vision, goals and focus areas so that we proactively put in tasks that we need to do so that we don't end up reacting to tasks that fall into our lap or actually fall into our capture tools. But then most of us struggle with the items that come to us. We think that is the only thing we need to do and that itself becomes a struggle often. If you are drowning in too many to-do items or if you feel the fatigue of the various roles you are doing and you want to have a more relaxed way of going about your roles, you may want to read up or get to know more about GTD. If you are someone who still believes planning is not for you and your life is going great as it is, or if you believe you are the creative kind and planning is for the other camp, well, I welcome you to the GTD approach again. Give it a try. See where it takes you. After all, don't you want to try giving your mind a chance to have more and more ideas and to let go of the immense task of holding and remembering what all you need to do? Experience it. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. I hope you enjoyed this sneak peek into the getting things done methodology of planning and a quick run through of how I use it. If any of you are interested to discuss this further with me, please reach out to krishna at thenewindianwoman.com. If you are already using GTD, I would love to hear your experience of using this approach. Feel free to reach out over email or share your feedback on our Facebook page. And as always, I have a request for you. If you found this episode valuable, please share this with the women in your life. Not just forwarding a message, but urging them to listen to this episode or sharing how you like this episode. Thanks again and meet you in the next episode. Until then, take care. Remember, you are what you want to be and the time starts now.